Hello and welcome to Bible study. I hope you're having a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico. The sun is shining. There's beautiful fluffy clouds in the sky. It has been raining. It's been monsoon season and I'm so thankful for the moisture, for all the beautiful lush green that we have around and I'm grateful to be home after 59 days on the road. I'm thankful that we are now back in Taos, New Mexico, fueled up, fired up, just amazed with everything that God has done. He has done mighty things. We have seen so many signs, wonders, miracles, divine appointments. And many times during the journey, I was ready to come home, but he continued to have me finish the race, finish the whole tour, and then lead us by his Holy Spirit, divine appointments in places we had not planned or charted. And I'm just thankful for all that he has done. He is mighty to save, heal, deliver, and to set us free. He is our God who is our salvation. I just give him him all praise today. We are talking about prophesying. This one is titled Prophesy. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Yahweh, we just come before you and we invite your Holy Spirit to speak, to have rule and reign in this session, to speak the word that you are declaring in this season, in this hour. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that quickens, that comforts, that teaches, that awakens our eyes, our ears, our hearts to receive what it is that you're speaking, that it would be falling on fertile ground that no enemy can come and snatch out the word that is sown into our hearts. I thank you, Father, for your word goes deep, that it produces fruit in our lives. And I thank you that you are speaking to us right now in this season for such a time as this. And we just give you glory. We give you praise for what it is that you're doing. And we magnify and bless you in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. 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 Again, thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast today. I hope that you have had a beautiful summer so far. I am so thankful for actually stepping out into that ocean blue and being led of the Holy Spirit and going as he called us to go. Of course, we had joined with the revival tour and then we were led along the way, along the highway into different states, into different places to pray. We were shown that we were preparing the highway, removing the stones, declaring of the salvation of God. And that is a call that is a call of John the Baptist. Remember Elijah of the prophets that have come before because Yeshua is coming soon and he is calling his people to prophesy, to arise, to be used in this last hour to declare of his salvation. He endues us from on high with his Holy Spirit, just like he did in the book of Acts with the disciples when they were in the upper room and the Holy Spirit fell with fire and power and they were endued from on high to go out and declare of the salvation of God to the ends of the earth. And I believe that we're seeing another Acts 2 moment upon the earth and in our lives right now to declare and to prophesy of the salvation that is at hand. Yeshua is coming soon and I'm excited about this word. You don't have to be someone special. You don't have to have thousands of likes and followers on Facebook to be used of God. In fact, God teamed me up with some very powerful intercessors and evangelists and people that are obscure in many ways. They're not known. They're nameless. They're faceless. He teamed me up with them and we traveled together. We were called to pray in certain locations to minister the gospel. I don't know how many came into the kingdom, several hundred, as we traveled together working as a team, declaring of the salvation of our God. And then he led us off into 
different places at different times, even for the one that we would leave the 99, even for the one. Oh my gosh, what a mighty God he is. I just hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us that the Lion of Judah has come. Prepare the way of the Lord. And that is a calling right now, an apostolic calling upon the body of Yeshua for this timing. And I want to give you the first scripture that is speaking a lot of this. This is Amos 3, 7 to 8. It says, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared, who will not fear? Yahweh has spoken, who can but prophesy? And I believe this is a fresh word. When we hear the word of Yahweh, that Yeshua is coming soon, the lion of Judah is coming soon, who cannot prophesy? This is a great and terrible day. It is a great day because our salvation draws near. It is terrible because we know that things are happening upon this earth that draw people and men and women to their knees to cry out for salvation. And that is what we're seeing. And we're seeing that God wants us to get our hearts straight, our hearts right before him, that we would choose to call upon him. Those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. It's simple gospel. It is simple that we need him in the trials and the things that lie ahead. He is our salvation. And as we turn to him, which means teshuvah, it means to turn to him in Hebrew, teshuvah, repent, turn our gaze, our eyes upon him, call unto him, and he is our salvation. I have to do that every day, crying out to the God who saves, heals, delivers, and sets me free every single day. There is no other God. There is nothing else that can save me. No man, no woman, no husband, no children, no friend can save you, but the God who created you saves, heals, delivers, sets us free. Thank you, God, for your salvation. He does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And we can hear that there's many voices, prophetic voices going out right now. Yeshua is coming. He is coming and the day of the Lord is at hand. A lion has roared. It's interesting because when I was in Texas, I went to the upper room. It's a place of prayer where they pray morning, noon, and night. And it's a powerful, healthy place. I shared that with you last week. It is a place of stewarding the presence of God. And it was so wonderful to be in the presence like that away from home. Again, we have a house of prayer here in Taos and we encounter that. But to be in this city and to see it happening in this city and to go there and just feel the presence of God so tangible with so many people. And there was such a beautiful freedom there that we experienced. It was so refreshing, like an oasis in the desert. And as I was there and I was on my face just worshiping God, I could feel his presence and that fuels you up to go out and to declare of his salvation. You hear his voice. You can then move forward. He directs your steps as you pray, as you seek him, turn to him and he gives you his spirit. Then you can prophesy. You hear him. And that's what prophecy is. It's hearing a word from the Lord. It is hearing his voice and then walking that out. And we can hear his voice as we seek him. You don't have to be someone with a title. You don't have to be someone special because if you're seeking God, he chooses you. You turn to him. If you seek him with your whole heart, the Holy Spirit leads and guides you into all truth. Amen. When I was at the upper room, I watched this dance piece that was performed by these young 
young people ages 10 to 12, and it was such a powerful dance piece. I had not seen that kind of dance put to worship music, and the song that they were doing that to was Hail, Hail, Lion of Judah, Let the Lion Roar. Hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord. And it was these young children doing this dance and their teacher said that she really felt that the Holy Spirit had allowed them to embody that lion of Judah. And they did it so fierce and with such strength and courage. And that's what I was shown as I was watching this piece is that the Holy Spirit had called us out of our comfort zone to go into the world with boldness and with courage as the Lion of Judah, and to be led of his Holy Spirit that he leads and guides us. At one point in the dance, they had these matas or these staffs that they used as props in the dance. And it's funny because I was given a staff on the first day of the trip. I was given a staff that had engraved in it Route 66 Revival, and it said Shiloh, sent one. And that's because it had been prophesied over me, Shiloh, that I was called to go out. We've been in prayer and we've been in a season of being at the feet of the Father and in his presence and evangelizing in our community. And then I was shown to go out, that there's a call to be sent out. Apostle means sent out. Shiloh means sent out also. So we were called to go out, to go into the world, preparing the way. A lion has roared. Hallelujah. God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? So we prophesy of his coming, of his salvation, of what he is speaking. There was many moments where I was given prophetic words when praying for a person where I just heard the Holy Spirit speaking something that they needed to hear. Simple, simple things like you are so loved, you're so precious. The words that have been spoken over you are not God's words for you, that he has a plan and a purpose for you. Things like that, we were called to prophesy and to pray over people. And there was so much salvation, baptizing, God moving even for just one person. And I'm just so thankful for all that he did. We know the story of Jonah, and Jonah has been a very strong character in my own life. My daughter is named Yona, which actually means Jonah. And it's a reminder to me, a prophetic reminder of fleeing the call of God upon your life. And I have definitely been a Jonah, liking my own comfort more than going amongst my enemies in Nineveh. Remember, the Ninevites were sworn enemies of Israel. They were Assyrians. They had picked on Israel. They had persecuted them, killed them, attacked them, bullied them for many generations. And Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to preach a message of repentance. He didn't want to go to the people who had been so vicious to him and had come against him so many times and his people. But he fled and ended up in the belly of a whale being resurrected. But what was the result of his obedience and his continuing on. And I know this speaks to someone out there. You may have been attacked. You may have been persecuted by men. You may have gone through a season where they came against you. But God is speaking to you to go, to go to those places that you do not want to go. And he will lead you. He will protect you. He will guide you. Speak the message that you're called to speak. Go into the world. If you're anything like me, I 
spent three years in a place of consecration, of uh, holiness, of committing my heart to God and removing myself from the things of the world. But we are called to be lights in the world, to be in the world, but not of the world. You don't have to go out to places like Nineveh and become Nineveh. You can be a light in those places. In fact, during our journey, we were led to Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. Me and my two daughters in Las Vegas at 3 a.m. on the strip. And you know that there's nothing good happening at that hour. But this is an hour of prayer, 3 a.m., the fourth watch. And that's been a time where we pray consistently for two years. And as we sat there, the Holy Spirit was revealing to me and to my daughters, this is what we're doing when we're praying at 3 a.m. We're praying for people like this that are on the streets that are filled with demons because of addiction and because of prostitution and immorality. And we're right in the heart of it. And he called us there to proclaim his gospel, to pray, to seek his face. We stood in front of Hell's Kitchen, Caesar's Palace, and a shrine to Buddha declaring that the idols would come down and that Yeshua HaMashiach is coming in great glory. We stood under a gazebo singing and worshiping the King of Kings, the Great I Am, singing, Hail, Hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Hail, Hail, Lion of Judah. With all of our hearts, with all of our voices, and I could feel such a shift in the atmosphere of peace descending in the middle of that strip. Glory to God. The only reason why we would go to that place is to bring a message of salvation, of turning to God. And it blew my mind. In Jonah 3, 5 through 7, it says, the people of Nineveh believed. Verse 5 says, so the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and lay aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither men nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. And this was the response of the king of Nineveh was repentance. And Jonah went there to bring this message after freshly receiving salvation himself. And that's something that I relate with. Back in October, I almost died. And it was a resurrection story. And that was the reason why I was more prepared to say yes and to go out and to go on this journey, this missionary journey, and to say, yes, I will go because you have saved me and I have (laughs) encountered your salvation. I have been disobedient myself. I have done things that you forgave me for at your own mercy. And now I can speak of your salvation so fresh and so tangibly because I know that I need it just as much as anybody else. And that is the message that Jonah preached and the people of Nineveh believed and they repented. So I love the story of Jonah because it's a resurrection story. It is a salvation story and it is something that we all need. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how long you've walked with God. It doesn't matter what ministry you have. We still need salvation and to spread that gospel of salvation. Amen. Glory to God. We read in Acts 2, 17 through 24, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says Yahweh, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and on my men servants, 
maidservants and on my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Of course, this is what they declared after being in the upper room in one accord and in one place and the Holy Spirit fell in great power and they were endued with fire and with tongues and they were so filled with the Holy Spirit of God and they declared this scripture. Peter declared this scripture in Joel 2 and this is Acts 2 and he's talking about the Spirit being poured out on all flesh and that your sons and daughters will prophesy. Sons and daughters, that's you and me. We will prophesy. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we have dreams. We have visions. You pour out your Spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So it is not something that is rare to the children of God to prophesy, to declare of the word of the Lord and that he's coming soon and that his salvation is here. Amen. This happened in Acts 2. It's happening right now and we are witnessing it as his Holy Spirit is being poured out. And I encountered that over and over again as we would pray at the revivals or pray at the upper room or pray in Kansas City at the house of prayer or pray at wherever he led us with whoever he led us to pray with. We would be endued with the Holy Spirit and with his fire in our hearts to go out and to declare his salvation. And it's simple gospel. It's just like, hey, did you know that Yeshua loves you? Jesus loves you? Has anyone ever told you? And it's amazing the conversations. It's amazing the people we were able to pray for. One man we prayed for was really high on drugs. He said, since you prayed with me, I am sober as waking up in the morning. He was completely sober after we prayed. And I'm telling you, we were working in tandem, the body of Yeshua Christ, the body of Christ working as an ecclesia, as his church, going out and declaring his gospel like it was in the book of Acts. Verse 19 of Acts 2 says, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it's interesting because on May 15th, when we first set out on this journey 59 days ago, there was a full lunar eclipse when we got into Flagstaff to begin our journey from Albuquerque to Gallup to Flagstaff. As soon as we crossed the Arizona border that night, there was a full moon eclipse. That was exactly two months ago, today, to the date. And so this scripture is speaking loud and clear. We've seen many blood red moons. These are signals, signs, and wonders in the sky that declare of the timing that we're in, that Yeshua is is coming very soon. It says, Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put to death. So under the anointing of the Spirit of God, Peter is pointing out that they crucified Yeshua, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. He rose again. He lives. Oh, and because he lives, we can live. And it doesn't matter what you've done. And it doesn't matter what's been done to you. And it doesn't matter what's been spoken over you. And it doesn't matter. What matters is that our perfect sacrifice, Yeshua died and rose again so that we can live and have salvation. And that is who we serve. And that is the salvation we receive every day. Resurrection, life, resurrection power. Amen. We see that Yeshua 
came. He died. He rose again so that we can live. He is coming again. And the earth is declaring this time and that we can turn our hearts to him and that we can live every single day because we need him. And I need him just as much as you need him every single day. We need him. When we got back on our trip just last night, my daughter had come over with an immediate fever and sickness. The enemy was coming against her and we laid hands on her and prayed over her and pled that perfect blood atoning sacrifice of the one who was perfect and sinless because we deserve death because of our sin, but because of his perfect sacrifice, we can live. And we proclaim that over my daughter and she is perfectly well today. Only God can do that. And we have seen signs, wonders, and miracles that only our God can do and that only Yeshua can do because he's faithful, because he's mighty to save us. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're facing, cry out to your salvation. And if you would like to right now, pray this prayer with me. Father God, I cry out to you. I need your salvation today. I believe that Yeshua came to the earth, that he died for me, that I could live, that he laid down his life for me, that I can live and I receive his salvation. I receive forgiveness of my sins today. And I thank you for a new beginning, a new start. I believe that you have a purpose for me, that you have called me. And I believe that you save me every day. Yeshua is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. I pray that if you prayed that prayer with me, please email at taushope at gmail, taushope at gmail. I want to send you some books. I want to send you some free books and send you a Bible if you would like it. And I praise Yahweh for all that he's doing. And I just thank him that he is still speaking and he will speak to you and he will speak to you as you seek him, as you get in those scriptures, as you hear him, as you quiet your heart and you talk to him, he will speak to you, that his spirit would fill you up and that you would prophesy. Amen and amen. Thank you all for tuning in. I just pray that you have a blessed week. I pray that this word will go forward and touch fertile soil and touch hearts in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in and I pray that you have a beautiful and blessed week and we'll see you next time.